0: Hello and welcome into the mashup, your number one source for sports gaming and everything in between. I am your host Jake Patterson. Happy Super Bowl weekend! Happy LCS kickoff weekend! Oh man, there's a lot this weekend. There was a lot this week, and there's a lot of stuff to talk about as always. But obviously, given. What is coming this weekend, we're going to jump straight into what is probably the most important thing on everyone's minds, the Super Bowl. Now, the Super Bowl, some did not think we would get here. A lot didn't think we would get here. But as I was saying, even back in April of last year, that the NFL stops for nothing and no one. And that was proven to be true this year because... Everybody played 16 games. We had a full playoff with minimal issues. And we are going to have the Super Bowl. It's coming in just a couple days. We did it. We made it. It got a little rocky at times. But we have made it to the Super Bowl. Thank God. Because, man, I I love... Rubbing stuff like this in the haters' faces. Like, oh no, sports aren't... Sports can't happen. Sports can totally happen. You attention whore politicians. No one actually likes you. And the people who do are crazy. So there you go. Normal, sane people don't actually like you. That is a message... To any and all politicians who happen to be listening to this show. No one actually likes you. You're just the lesser of two evils across the board. Every single one of you is the lesser of two evils. I hope you realize that. But anyway, moving on. It got a little rocky at times. The Titans, the uh, the Ravens outbreak was was pretty rough. Um... The Broncos played a game with uh with a practice squad wide receiver playing quarterback. Uh the Ravens played a game against their biggest rival with basically their entire offense and a good chunk of their defense missing. Um yeah, it was uh it was not pretty at times, but we got through it. We have made it. The Chiefs and Buccaneers will finish the season together on Sunday in a potential like, I think this is Tom Brady's write off into the sunset game either way, whether he wins or loses. Like I know he said he's going to play until 45. So there will probably be many Tom Brady right off into the sunset games to come, but this feels like an actual write off into the sunset game, especially if he wins, like especially if the Buccaneers win, if the Buccaneers win this game, And Tom Brady, as an individual, has more Super Bowl rings than any organization in the NFL. What more does he have to do? The guy is already a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's already the the best quarterback ever. And he's already won six. He's already loaded. His wife makes more money than him and always has. He's got, a, he's got what seems to be a pretty nice family. Like He's set. What else does he need to accomplish if he wins a seventh Super Bowl as an individual? Seven. He's been in the league for 21 years and he's played in 10 Super Bowls. He could very well win a seventh. That ain't right. Something ain't right about that. Hey, this is his 10th Super Bowl, his chance to win a 7th. That's gross. Well, Tom, will you please just retire? Pass the torch to Patrick Mahomes and get the heck out. You've done enough. You don't need to do any more. We know you're the best. It's impossible to argue with now no one can even come close to the the insane amount of co- accomplishments you have like hey, Tom Brady before th- turning 35 and Tom Brady after turning 35 are the two winningest playoff quarterbacks in NFL history what and Tom Brady after 35 has more he has 17 before 35 he had 16 Does this man not age? He looks better than he did when he got drafted at 22. The man is 43 years old. He's still in great shape. He's still playing the game at a high level. He doesn't look a day over, like, 35, really. And he could very well win a seventh Super Bowl this weekend. The NFL is weird. The NFL is so freaking weird. Every professional sport is weird when you really get down and think about it, but the NFL is freaking weird. Like, the conference championship games. Both quarterbacks in the AFC. The oldest was 25. In the NFC, the youngest quarterback was 37 like he was younger by six years and he's still 12 years older than the older guy in the afc championship game the nfl is weird like what if what if the bills had won what if, what if the bills beat the chiefs and it was bills versus bucks That'd be almost 20 years age difference between the two starting quarterbacks. Actually, I think it would be. Because I think Josh Allen is younger than Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen. No, he's 24. Okay. So it'd be it'd be 19 years age difference between the two starting quarterbacks. 18 is already weird enough. But closer to 20? Excuse me? Good lord. Football is so dumb. Football is so incredibly dumb. Like, the the sport is stupid, but we still watch it every freaking week for half the year. Because we love it. Man, I'm just glad we got here. Because some of the fear and the doomsayers and the attention whore politicians mostly back in like June and July who were saying, Oh my God, we're not going to have an NFL season this year. We're not going to have college football. We might not even have college basketball. Uh, let's see. College football went off pretty much without a hitch. A couple bowl games here and there got canceled, but we still crowned a national champion, a definitive national champion. Um, College basketball season is going along about as expected. We've lost a few good games here and there, but mostly but mostly stayed intact. Seems like we're going to have March Madness. We're guaranteed to have the Super Bowl at this point. It's three days from now. So, all in all, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty okay. People have gone to the games and no major outbreaks have happened. Like... We're going to be okay, people. Because <laughs> I sure as hell ain't wearing a freaking mask for the rest of my life. First chance I get, I- I'm going to a hockey game. I'm going to a wrestling show. I- I'm going to a concert. I- I'm going to an esports land. I don't care. As as so- And as soon as I do, I'm high-fiving people next to me. Uh, well, I'm offering up high-fives. I'm not going to forcibly high-five a stranger, but... I'm a, I am at least going to offer high fives to people next to me. Like, I don't care. It's, like, it's at that point where it's just like, fuck it. Let's, like, clearly, it's okay. Obviously, you have to be a little more careful, but for the most part, I am at the point of saying, fuck it. But that that's just me. I, I know... I know big companies are not going to have that same attitude that I am because they don't want to get sued. And you know what? Fair. But we made it. We have made it to the end of the NFL season. The Super Bowl is going to happen. It seems like March Madness is going to be fine. Baseball season is preparing to start on time this year with a full 162 game schedule. Thank God. And hopefully before the end of baseball season, we'll all be able to uh, go back to the ballpark. Like, next time I step foot in Canyon Yards, I'm probably going to cry. And I don't care because I more than likely will not be alone. But for the, as for the game itself, the Super Bowl itself, you have the Kansas City Chiefs and their absolutely insane offense Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, a top-tier offensive line, Le'Veon Bell as Clyde Edwards-Helaire's backup, and that deep. Like most of the Chiefs is their offense. Their defense is good too, but most of the most of the Chiefs' game is their offense, and. If I saw this on Twitter, and it's a hundred percent true, if Andy Reid looked more like Sean McVay, he would be called the the greatest innovator in the history of football. Like, and that's it's a sad statement, but it's true. That that uh, like Andy Reid gets a lot of flack for um, you know, looking like a walrus and um you get a lot of the barbecue jokes those those were a lot more common when he first took the job in kansas city like all the jokes about oh god andy reed's gonna love this place all the kansas city barbecue he's gonna go nuts and i'm sure he has been a, a big fan of the kansas city barbecue because anyone with taste buds should be because kansas city barbecue is incredible But it's, uh, and they're going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, one of the, and one of the most stacked wide receiving cores in recent memory. Like they have so many good wide receivers, Chris Goodwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. What the heck? How did they, how did they pull this off? I mean, I'm uh I'm not gonna complain, uh like I know they're not complaining too much, but uh they've uh, they've they've built themselves a very good offense and a very good wide receiver core. Their defense leaves a little to be desired, but it's it's good enough. But when you get right down to it, I think uh I, I think the Chiefs are gonna win this thing. They have, they have not been in Tampa all week. They they aren't traveling till ta- to Tampa until I think Saturday, so they haven't been in Tampa all week. They have been sleeping at their own place, in working out at their own practice facility. I mean, the Buccaneers have been too because the Super Bowl is in Tampa, which is weird that that is the first time this is happening. Like the first time. The home team is ever in the Super Bowl. Like the host city's team makes the Super Bowl. That has never happened before. And the stadium is going to be freaking empty, basically. Like there's going to be 22,000 people there. But the capacity of Raymond James Stadium is is what? Like what's the capacity there? Raymond James Stadium. Raymond James Stadium has a listed capacity of 65,890 people. With that, you could probably fit, you could probably actually fit about 72,000 people in there. Like, if you're like packing it out, you could probably fit about 72,000 people in there. There's going to be 22,000. That's the first time, and that's going to be the first time a team gets to host and play in the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs are going to be designated as the home team. The Bucks are going to be wearing white because the Chiefs are the higher seed. This year is weird. This football season has been so freaking weird. Like, this week, we find out that the two guys from the Chiefs are were placed on the close contact list. They Their tests have come back negative so far. And they're, they're backup players. But thank God those Barbers test results came back when they did. Like, that dude was scheduled to give 20 different players, coaches, and staffers of the Kansas City Chiefs haircuts on the same day. One of them was Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) And his test results came back while he was in the middle of cutting someone's hair. And they're like, hey, you gotta go. You tested positive. It's like, so... Whoever that poor guy was who was getting his hair cut had to sit there and wait for a different barber to come in and finish cutting his hair. And and Patrick Mahomes could have been put on the close contact list a couple days before the Super Bowl. Thank God that barber's test results came back when they did because that would have been bad for the Chiefs. And Roger Goodell said himself that... uh, there is nothing that is going to make them push back the Super Bowl. I mean, we're only a couple days out, so yeah, obviously. I mean, you could push it back if you needed to. You could push it all the way back to President's Day and still have a and still have a full offseason. Because the offseason doesn't... Like, free agency doesn't open until March anyway. When the league's new uh, fiscal year kicks in. Like... Like, free agency doesn't open until March. You could absolutely push the Super Bowl back a couple weeks to President's Day if you needed to. Thank God they won't because, like, that would be absolutely insane. Just basically a full month of buildup to the Super Bowl rather than two weeks. A full month in between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. That would be freaking weird. That would be so weird. But get right down to it. My prediction: Chiefs win. And what's the? Uh, let's just see what the uh, what the line and the the total and all that other stuff are for this particular game. Where the heck is it? Oh, it it moved since there's only since there's only one game left. It moved off my top row. Okay, the Chiefs are three point favorites, and the line is. The over under is fifty six. Um, we've had some low scoring Super Bowls the last couple of years. Uh, what was I don't even remember what last year's Super Bowl was. It was Super Bowl fifty five, right? And this year's this year's fifty five. Last year's was uh fifty four. What was the final score of last year's? I don't even remember. The, that was a year ago. It feels like that was like 10 years ago. Okay, 31 to 20 was the total last year. The Chiefs are coming back. Uh they like to score a lot of points. The Buccaneers defense is not great. So I'm taking the over in that one. And the Chiefs just barely cover. So uh I'm thinking uh I'm thinking what would that be? 31 28. Or uh, 30, 32, 28, if that's, that's even, well, that, like any score is possible in the NFL with weird combinations, but uh, like two point conversions and stuff. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Chiefs just barely cover, but the, the game definitely goes over. So you're getting in like the, I'm thinking like 30, like probably like 32, 28 is what I'm feeling. I don't know why but 32 28 just feels right. Like that's that that's my pick, 32 uh 28 in favor of the Chiefs. So they just barely cover the spread and uh, the the total goes uh, just a little bit over. They only cover by 1 and the total only goes over by 4. That's my prediction right there. And uh don't don't do money line. It ain't worth it. Chiefs what is it? Chiefs minus -165? Yeah, money line ain't worth it. Moneyline is not worth it. Bet the the spread. But uh, that's what I got for the NFL. It is Super Bowl weekend. Enjoy it, everyone. Up next, we'll uh, get into the other big event this weekend that this show uh, tends to cover, the LCS regular season kickoff. We'll get into that up next here on The Mashup. All right, welcome back. It's time for a little bit of... League of Legends, and since it is the official beginning of the regular season, I have to make another new predictions document. Let's do this. 2021 LCS predictions that I am going to make live, quote-unquote, on this pre-recorded show, as I record the show. I will make my standings predictions... And give my reasons for each team from top to bottom. In first, Team Liquid. They are clearly the class of NA right now. They held off a charging Cloud9 team. Uh Sven needs to get his crap together if he's going to be a carry mid laner that Cloud the carry mid laner that Cloud9 paid for. And Overall, Team Liquid just seems like the most balanced team in North America because I watch those in-houses and CoreJJ is so much better than everyone else in North America, including other pro players. The automated matchmaker had a hard time balancing teams for these in-houses, which, by the way, Core JJ organized. Tactical barely has to do anything. There you go. <laughs> also, Spika, freak of nature, one of the best young junglers in North America. Jensen, coming off a career year where he was robbed in spring by Double Lift's bullcrap. And Alfari in top lane. There you go. That is the most balanced team in North America. Team Liquid in number one. Number two, Cloud9. This should be obvious. These two teams are still the class of North America. They were able, despite the fact that they lost, they were still able to come back and take two games off of Team Liquid in the lock-in finals. Perks showed flashes of what... Cloud9 paid him to be. Sven and Vulcan are one of the best bot lane duos in North America as far as raw talent spread between the two of them. Blabber is still the reigning LCS MVP. Or at least from spring of last year. But Blabber is still an MVP. And Fudge, while not as good as licorice which is plainly obvious it's pretty much why in in a meta that is defined by junglers and mid laners it is top diff that separates liquid and cloud nine sure because alphari is better than fudge like never this apparently is suddenly the lpl where top diff is what separates one from two But I think uh, I think Cloud Nine does in fact finish second in the standings. In third, Hundred Thieves. This is the best. This is the best team Hundred Thieves has ever had. This is easily the best team Hundred Thieves has had since they joined the LCS. The core from Golden Guardians combined with Someday, makes a super team effectively, because Haunter wasn't very good. Or, Hanser was okay. He was a solid top laner. And the rest of Golden Guardian's team was very good. They just couldn't put it all together. Now, they are combined with a real top laner in Someday, who has probably been the most consistent player on 100 Thieves roster since he joined the team. Because... They've changed up every other position so freaking many times. No wonder they're wildly inconsistent because the roster is wildly inconsistent. It seems like they have found their five who will carry them through the rest of the LCS. With DeMonte in mid, closer in jungle, FBI and FBI in the bottom lane. And who's their support? Um, who the heck is their support? not poom poom's the backup who he who he and uh who he and uh fbi in bot lane closer in the jungle someday in top and uh DeMonte in mid like that's that's a good group of five right there and if you ever need them like the other guys can come off the bench and play in like kenvi like he's a decent jungler uh Rioma can do okay in mid. Um, hopefully you don't have to use him too often. Don't know that much about uh, Luger and Andy Bendy. I think they're going to spend a lot of time in Academy this year. Same thing with Poom. Like Poom showed flashes. It's just who he's better than him. Like he's probably going to go off in Academy this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Because I honestly, I honestly think some of these guys, like the backups on 100 Thieves, they're going to get a lot of run with the Academy team this year. And I feel like uh, I feel like Poom is probably gonna go off in in academy play. That's just me, but i could I could definitely see that happening in fourth place. we have evil geniuses because let's be honest here, that's pretty obvious. They finished these guys finished top four. At uh, These are the teams to finish top four at the lock-in. And I said when the semis were set that these were going to be the teams who finished top four in the regular season as well. I think um, 100 Thieves and Evil Geniuses and my pick for fifth are going to all be battling for those, uh, for those last two spots in the top four for most of the season. Because I feel like uh, my fifth place team is pretty good. I have... I have EG just a little bit above them because Jizuke, Impact, Ignar, Deathly, Svenskeren. Like that's, that's a lot of talent, especially Jizuke in mid. Like Jizuke held his own against perks, and won. So, um, yeah. Jazuke has talents. Svenskarin's been a great jungler for years. Same thing with Impact up top. And Ignar definitely make a good make a, a very good bot lane duo. Contracts, he's he's probably gonna get some run behind Svenskarin. He had he had a he had a decent decent time with uh, Hundred Thieves at the end of last season, but Svenskaran is better than him. So EG has depth. EG has a whole lot of depth and I think they will do pretty well. I don't think they're as good as 100 Thieves because like I said this is the best 100 Thieves has been in a long long time. But uh yeah, that's that that's 4th place. 5th place FlyQuest. They made it to Worlds last year. I would say they upgraded in top lane with uh with licorice leaving cloud nine and and joining the team johnson and bot he's always been pretty good same thing with diamond kumo in top palafox in mid and uh Jose dodo in the jungle they're a really good team they are a good team licorice up top he can be the carry if he needs to which is not super common in the lcs right now but The dude is a good player. He's going to be a great shot caller. Like these guys, these guys are going to be fighting. They're not as good as EG. They don't have as much, they don't have as much uh, recognizable star power, but I believe FlyQuest will finish in fifth place. This is where it starts to get interesting because this is, uh, this is what I call, what what, I would tend to call the soup. After the top five, you get into the soup of North America. TSM, Dignitas, CLG, Immortals. Wait, is that five? TSM, Dignitas, CLG, TSM, Dignitas, Immortals, CLG. It's only four. Oh, Golden Guardians. Yeah, they're fifth. Yeah, they're they're part of the uh, they're part of the bottom five as well. Golden Guardians, I like what they're doing. They are not finishing in sixth. They are going full player development this year. I think right now for fifth or sixth is TSM. Because while I have multiple questions about their roster composition and who the carry is going to be, which were basically confirmed in the lock-in... They still have enough talent to climb to the top of the ranks of the soup of NA that is the bottom five. They they still have a chance to... They still have enough talent to climb to the top half of the bottom five soup. Because, like, the top five is probably going to be pretty clearly defined. Like, Team Liquid will be better than C9, who are better than Hundred Thieves, who are better than Evil Geniuses, who are better than FlyQuest. And then... Those remaining five, the bottom five, it's just gonna be soup. Like, I don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna get uh get through all that. Because uh it's a uh it's it's gonna be interesting to uh to say the least this year. But this is this is the beginning of I, I stole this from Captain Flowers. This is the beginning of the soup of NA. After TSM in seventh place is going to be Immortals. I think Immortals made a good run during the lock-in. They didn't, uh, or they got, they got stomped by 100 Thieves, (laughs) but Immortals did, did okay. They made it into, they made it into bracket play. And they performed admirably, basically with their academy roster, against a super team. So I think when they have their real roster and their real roster is playing, I think they will do okay. I think they have just enough talent to get over the hump of Golden Guardians who are going full player development. And won't be ready, I would say, until next year. Like that's that's the thing. Golden Guardians is going to be a pretty good team next year. I'd say the same thing with Immortals. They are just below TSM right now. After Immortals, Golden Guardians. Like I said. They are going full player development. They signed a bunch of college players. Thankfully, they were teammates. But these guys, these guys know they are not, they were not competing for a spot at Worlds this year, especially after Golden Glue retired. They knew they weren't competing for a spot at Worlds. They knew they weren't competing for a spot at MSI. They let the whole they blew up the roster and let 100 Thieves sign all four of the guys they still had after Golden Glue's retirement and are just building from the ground up. And I respect that, which is why I've put them at what place are they in? First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. They are in eighth, but that is a respect eighth. Ninth, CLJ. CLG has visa issues and that is going to impact most of a good chunk of the beginning of the season for them they have good talent they have Poe belter they have smoothie they have griffin in the jungle they have wild turtle down bot brox is going to be joining the team eventually once his visa issues get straightened out they have talent is it enough no We saw what Broxa did for Team Liquid last year. It wasn't a whole lot. Like, they, uh, we we saw what Broxa was doing for Team Liquid last season. It was not the best. And, honestly, I can't see him helping CLG all that much either. CLG is, uh, CLG has reached reached a point of being straight up cursed. Like, they have a decent amount of talent, but I don't know how much it's going to do for them because the org is kind of a mess at the moment. So for them, ninth place. And in dead last is Dignitas. One, they are owned by Josh Harris. That man can only have one good thing going for him at a time and the Sixers are doing pretty well right now which means he needs to find something to fuck up. In this case, he will not fuck up the Sixers. He is going to fuck up Dignitas. I don't know what's going to happen, but they lost a whole lot of talent from last year. Most of the team from last year is gone. Dardak is an issue at best, given his uh, tendency for toxicity. Fake God is decent. Acadian is okay in jungle. Aframu his time has passed him die. Same with Lorlo. This is this is a team that is going to finish dead last in uh in the regular season. They are they weren't very good last year. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. And look at their schedule. My God, they will be lucky to start off one and two after after the first weekend. They are playing CLG, Dignitas, and 100 Thieves. They will beat CLG if they're lucky. (laughs) Liquid and 100 Thieves are going to kill them. Liquid and 100 Thieves are going to absolutely kill them. Sure, 100 Thieves has has a challenging game on their schedule this weekend. Good lord, they're going to go 3-0. They're going to go 3-0 to open the weekend. They have EG, CLG, and Dignitas. Oh my god, Hunter Thieves. You are so lucky. (laughs) Same thing with Liquid. Liquid has Immortals, Dignitas, and FlyQuest. FlyQuest is their only challenge, and they are still significantly better than them. Man, all the good teams get such easy starts to the season. Cloud9 gets Golden Guardians, TSM, and Immortals. Man, what an easy start to the season for some of the best teams, for the three best teams in the league. Riot, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I know you want to save the good matchups for later down the line, but man. How much of the schedule have they actually released? Okay, they've only released the schedule through March 14th. So they've only released about a month and a half worth of schedule. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see more in in late March, but uh, yeah, for this weekend, um, TSM is going to lose to FlyQuest. Team Liquid is absolutely going to beat Immortals. Hundred Thieves are going to beat EG. Cloud9 is going to beat Golden Guardians, and CLG will beat Dignitas. Saturday, uh, EG just barely beats FlyQuest. That's probably going to be the best game of the day on Saturday. Team Liquid will stomp Dignitas. That ain't going to be pretty. Uh, CLG loses to 100 Thieves, no doubt in my mind. Uh, C9 versus TSM. Walk in the park for C9. TSM might put up a little bit of a fight, but not enough to uh, overcome the talent deficiency. And Golden Guardians versus Immortals. I think GG might actually have that one because they do have talent. It just needs time to develop. The Sunday games, FlyQuest versus Liquid, uh, Liquid. Evil Geniuses versus Garden Guardians, e.g., Cloud9 versus Immortals, Cloud9. CLG versus TSM, that is probably TSM's first win. And Hunter Thieves versus Dignitas, absolute stomp in favor of the boys in red and black. So, yeah, this is a, uh, this is a, this is a very strange schedule. Like, not a lot of quality versus quality matchups other than, uh, other than 100 Thieves versus Evil Geniuses and FlyQuest versus Evil Geniuses and Liquid versus FlyQuest, there's one good match every day. So that's fair. And uh, two of them involve FlyQuest. Actually, all three of them involve. <laughs> no, wait. No, all three of them do not involve FlyQuest. Two of them involve Evil Geniuses. Two of them involve FlyQuest. They get the good games this weekend. But uh, yeah, those are my predictions. And. I have my uh, my LCS standings prepared. They are in the predictions folder. We will come back to this in November or October or whenever the heck summer, summer finals happen. We will come back to this at the end of the quote-unquote summer splits, end of the regular season, whatever the heck you want to call it, and see how close I was. I am pretty confident in my top five. I'm not so confident in my bottom five. I'm confident, well, I'm confident in the composition of my bottom five. I'm not confident in the order. I'm confident in both the order and comp of my top five. I don't. And I don't think this year the All-Pro team is just going to be the starting five of Cloud9. I don't think that's happening this year. Well, at least I really hope not. Because one, Fudge doesn't really deserve it. That's probably unless he massively improves, that's coming down to uh someday an Alfari. Uh Jungle is probably going to either Santorin or Blabber. Uh Mid lane, probably either Perks or Jensen. Jungle. Honestly, probably Spika. Wait, jungle's. Jungle could go to Santorin, Blabber, or Spika. And bot lane is. Going to probably Sven and Core JJ is uh, is is my picks for All Pro right now. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna make a prediction for my All Pro team too. All Pro, the All LCS team is going to be. Let's see, Alfari in top because I think he's just a tiny bit better than someday. Hmm, Blaber in jungle. It's either Perks or Jensen, but I think I'm gonna give it to Perks because he was kind of memeing his way through the lock in, and I think he is better than Jensen. And bot lane goes to Sven and Core JJ. Now this is a this is this is very um Liquid and C9 heavy, but uh, actually I'm gonna put my uh, my all my picks just to uh, just to mix it up a little bit. Alfari and Someday in top. Blabber and Santorin in jungle. Perks and Jensen in mid. Sven, FBI, and Tactical in bot. Actually, let's put Jizuke as a potential for mid as well. And then Core JJ, Vulcan and who he for for uh bottom lane and let's put uh let's put speaker in here too and hoony up top now licorice and licorice up top so that's my uh that's my first second and third all lcs team alfari blabber perks fen core jj is first team Someday, Santorin, Jensen, FBI, and Vulcan are our uh, second team. And Licorice, Spika, jazuke Tactical, and who he are, third all-LCS team. I don't know if the LCS actually does that, but uh, those are my first, second, and third all-LCS team. So there you go. Those are my picks for the entire LCS season and this weekend. So uh, I, I'm interested. In, I'm surprised that they are kicking these games off on Super Bowl weekend and no wonder they put 100 Thieves versus Dignitas last (laughs) the the two uh the most boring games are going right up against the Super Bowl I'm not shocked by that CLG versus TSM and 100 Thieves versus Dignitas those are two very boring games that are going directly against the Super Bowl I'm not at all surprised by Riot's decision there let's just see how much better are the games next weekend 100 Thieves versus FlyQuest, EG versus Cloud9 on the same day. Cloud9 versus 100 Thieves on Saturday, DSM versus Team Liquid. Liquid versus 100 Thieves on Sunday, Cloud9 versus FlyQuest. Oh my God, the games are so much better next weekend. Riot, that is hilarious. <laughs> Those should be opening weekend games, <laughs> but they were smart and they bumped them a week. So they're after the Super Bowl. That is very intelligent by the LCS. I love that. But that's what I got for League of Legends. Up next, we'll uh, go back to traditional sports and get into some college basketball. That's what's coming up next here on The Mashup. So right before they get to take center stage, it seems like this is a trend that happens every year. That either during Super Bowl week or right before Super Bowl week... Like, college basketball just decides, hey, let's get nuts and get everyone's attention as we build up the tournament time. I don't get it. Like, on Wednesday, so many top teams went up, were upset, including two in the top five. Houston and Villanova both lost to unranked teams, not that this matters a whole lot this year, at home. Like, how? How? Oh, Saint John Saint John's was at home when they beat Nova, but there was no one in the building, so it didn't really matter. And they won by eleven, it wasn't no f- it wasn't a fluke win either. They they owned Villanova, and like Villanova did not play their best game. They were playing kind of sloppy, and Saint John's played an absolutely perfect game, and that's kind of what you need for an unranked team to pull an upset on number three in the country. And uh, I highly doubt Villanova is going to do that again because Jay Wright is a really freaking good coach. But just on Wednesday, number five, Houston, number 22, Florida, number 16, Virginia Tech, number three, Villanova, and number 15, Creighton. That is five of the. How many ranked teams played on what? Five of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight ranked teams played on Wednesday. Five of them lost. Five. And Missouri, was, Missouri got a scare from Kentucky, which is a sentence I never thought I would say in the context of college football. But here we are. Kentucky sucks this year. And them almost beating Missouri is actually an accomplishment by them. Or same thing with, like, this has been building for a few years, but imagine telling someone in the 80s that an unranked Georgetown team beating Creighton is a big deal. Imagine telling someone that in the early days of the Big East, when Georgetown was one of the best teams in the country. When when John Thompson Jr. was uh was still coach. When when like When that John Thompson, the one who was actually a good coach, was still in charge. Imagine telling someone that in the 80s. That this other school in Omaha, Nebraska, is somehow a member of the Big East, is ranked number 15 in the country, and Georgetown beating them is a huge deal. Imagine telling someone that in the 80s. (laughs) What would their reaction be? Like, imagine telling a college football fan that in the 80s. But East Carolina beat number five Houston, the best defensive team in the country. What? <laughs> okay, sure. Let's get weird, college basketball. You're about to take you you take center stage in less than a week. For the next what two months? Like you take center stage in less than a week, so you might as well uh, you might as well get real crazy right before you do. And I think, uh, I know Tennessee lost earlier this week too. Tennessee lost at some point earlier this week. I don't remember, I don't remember when. I know they beat Kansas. When the heck did they lose? Oh, they lost to Ole Miss. Yeah, like, and that was on Tuesday. Tennessee lost to Ole Miss. I mean, Baylor beat Texas, so that's technically another top-ten team losing, but they lose to a team higher than them in the polls. There's not much you can do about that. Illinois just barely scraped by against Indiana. Indiana makes no sense to me. Ever since Archie Miller took over, they've been so freaking inconsistent. Like, they've been so inconsistent. Like, every year, they'll get a couple big wins, then they'll, like, string two or three big wins together. Horrific loss. Then they'll get another big win. Then they'll string a couple horrific losses together. Like it makes no sense for a blue blood like Indiana to be that wildly inconsistent. You got to think Miller's on the hot seat. Like you got to think Miller's on the hot seat. I I do. Like how much how much longer is uh is uh, Indiana going to let this go? Like They can't let this keep going for much longer. They're. They're. uh, They're. They're Indiana. Like. There is a whole movie. About the state of Indiana's obsession with basketball. There is an entire movie starring Gene Hackman about it. It's a very good movie, by the way. If you haven't watched it, go watch the Hoosiers. It's, it's a little dated because it's a movie from the 80s set in the 50s, so it, it's a little weird. Like, I still remember the main thing that stood out to me in that movie is how the hell are they playing basketball in Converse? My feet hurt just watching this. Like, if you have never tried to play basketball in Converse, don't. I love Converse. They're super comfortable. Do not play basketball at them. Your feet will hate you. Your feet will despise you if you do that. Like, just please, for the sake of your feet, don't do that to them. <laughs> but Hoosiers, Hoosiers was an incredible movie. And it, it is, it is entirely about the state of Indiana's obsession with basketball. How much longer is IU going to let Purdue be better than them? Purdue is their little brother. Not anymore. <laughs> Matt Painter has built a thing in West Lafayette. Like... They're closer to national title contention than Indiana is right now. They're both still pretty far away, but Purdue's a whole heck of a lot closer than Indiana is. And the the administration there can't let that fly for too much longer. But like, so many ranked teams going down in the space of two days. Like, six ranked teams lost in the space of two days. And if you if you count Texas losing, actually, no, eight. If you count Texas and Purdue. Because Purdue lost to an unranked team. Texas lost to Baylor. That's fair. Like. That's uh, that's a lot of ranked teams to lose in the space of a couple days. I mean, Texas isn't going to drop any. With with Houston losing and. With Houston losing, Texas might move up in the next poll. I mean, they lost pretty handily, so maybe not. But Houston's definitely going to drop. Iowa will probably move up since they won. Maryland might sneak their way into the poll. Purdue's going to drop. Like, college basketball's about to get weird. I hope we all, uh... I hope we all can acknowledge that. That, uh... This is, uh... This is about the time... This is about the time that, uh college basketball decides to get, uh, fricking weird. And, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. I am a hundred percent all for it because, uh, let's be honest here. We need college basketball. It's, uh, it's a, after like, we need March Madness. (laughs) I said it on the show on Tuesday. Did you ever notice how like I don't even though I wasn't planning it this way it was kind of a coincidence that the mashup's corona hiatus last year lasted 3 weeks and it was the same 3 weeks as march madness like go uh, go look at the episode list I will I will pull it up right now the episode list of the mashup, going back to, uh, going back to last year. Heck, here it is. Like, let's, uh, look right here. March 10th, the cream always rises to the top. It was one of my first couple episodes from last year. Then I don't have another episode until April 7th bit of a coincidence, don't you think? because uh, let's uh let's go back let's go back to last year shall we let's let's go back to uh that time when Corona was first starting. let's see March March 11th of 2020 was when it first all hit the fan that was when Rudy Gobert tested positive and everything went to absolute shit. I did not record an episode on March 12th or March 13th huh, that would have March 15th would have been selection Sunday, meaning March 19th and 20th would have been the first two games would have been the round of 64, 21st and 22nd, the round of 32, 26th and 27th, the sweet 16, 28th and 29th, the elite eight, April, April 4th would have been the final four, the two semifinal games, April 6th. Would have been the national championship game. The first episode I came back was April 7th. Coincidence? I think not. (laughs) Like, those three weeks absolutely sucked. I didn't have anything to do. I was bored out of my freaking mind. I didn't have anything to talk about on the show, so I just didn't do the show for three and a half weeks. Like, we need March Madness this year. (laughs) Please NCAA, do whatever you can to make March Madness happen this year. I was straight up depressed for those three weeks. Welcome to esports. What was what was my even, what was even my description of this? Uh, the mashup makes its triumphant return with breakdowns of the weekend's action in Overwatch League and the LCS. Overwatch League and the LCS, the NFL won't stop for anything. And I'm very happy because free agency has been a scene the cod league finally comes back this weekend and i like the way they're doing it the masters is moving to november and it's going to be very strange to watch um the masters didn't happen in november they canceled it anyway oh no the masters did happen i have i have withdrawal for valorant despite never playing it that was that was my first episode back in uh in april of last year man what a what a time that was good lord let's let's never go back to that shall we Let's just hope we have March Madness this year and get the actual sports ramp to summer. National championship games, Super Bowl, March Madness, Opening Day, the Masters or Masters Opening Day, and then summer. Because because Masters usually comes before baseball. Masters was always part of uh, was almost always part of uh, Easter. So uh, anyway, where was I? Oh yeah. Please give us March Madness this year, NCAA. I need it. I know the national championship game is going to be Gonzaga versus Baylor, but my God, I want to see that game. <laughs> They're clearly the two best teams in the country, and the buildup to it is going to be good enough. Let's, uh... Let, let's get to it. Conference tournaments are going to be bubbled up. There's not going to be... There's going to be barely anyone in the building. The A-Sun tournament's going to be at a freaking high school gym, and I hate that. Like... You, you idiots. Liberty built this beautiful new arena for you that is perfect. They also have Vine Center right next door if you need it. Like, my God. It would look so much better on TV, but no, gotta put it in Florida. Let's, let's put it in Florida. Ugh. I, if you, I'm mad at the a Son if you couldn't tell. And I know no one outside of, like, the Liberty people who follow me who listen to this show give a crap about the A-Sun, but I don't care. I'm mad at them and I want to rant. But let's, uh, let's just be honest with ourselves here. We, uh, we all need March Madness. It would feel like vindication after, after last year when, uh, when we, uh, when we didn't realize how much we were truly gonna lose, and we lost literally everything. It was, uh, it was bad. Let's uh, let's hope we can enjoy, let's hope we can enjoy college basketball this year. Those are the best days on the sports calendar, the first two days of the tournament. So let's look forward to them with hope that they will happen. There may even be people in the building cheering the teams on, which if the Super Bowl can do it, so can March Madness. Let's go, Flames. March on to March Madness. And I will be cheering for you guys the entire way. But that's what I got for college basketball. Up next, we'll uh, we'll get into some Call of Duty. little smattering of the game itself and COD League and their new jerseys. We'll get into that up next and wrap up the show. Coming up next... Here on the mashup. All right, final segment of the show, and it's Call of Duty time. It is Call of Duty time. Now, we're still a week away from the kickoff of the COD League, which I think is smart. Don't try to go up against the Super Bowl because COD fans are much more likely to be football fans than league fans. That's just, that's just a demographics thing. COD fans are much more likely to actually care about football because I know a lot of COD players are actually football fans. And making them play this weekend would kind of suck. Since the fact that most of them are living in Texas at the moment, I'm fit, and everyone else is in North Carolina. At least the Americans, they're uh, they're probably all football fans. But uh, yeah, no no CDL this weekend. That is coming next weekend. Perfect for uh, the fact that it's going to run straight up on Valentine's Day. Like, Valentine's Day is next Sunday, and I'm going to be watching Call of Duty and League of Legends. Oh, what is my life? (sighs) I'm depressingly single, if you couldn't tell. Anyway, that's not what the show is about. That's an entirely different discussion that I am not going to get into here. But, thank God. With the most recent update, which I'm guessing is the final update of Cold War Season 1, nothing to do with Warzone. And as a Warzone hater, I love that. Because screw Warzone. It's really boring. I really don't like it. Give us the new map in Season 2. Maybe I'll come back. I'm sick of her dance. Anyway. The Cold War is hopefully not repeating the same mistake with this as, uh, as... Modern Warfare did with their CDL playlist because their CDL playlist absolutely sucked. There was no ranked component. It didn't keep the sweaties out of hardcore out of core hardpoint because there wasn't that much of a difference. You just couldn't use kill streaks, and you couldn't use certain weapons. Like you could, well, you could use what was it? You could use ARs, SMGs, and snipers as primaries, and you could use a pistol. Or a knife as a secondary. Like, no shotguns, no... um, No marksman rifles, no rocket launchers, thank God. And it seems the same rules apply in uh, Cold War. ARs and SMGs only, so no TAC rifles. Or ARs, SMGs, and snipers. So no TAC rifles, no shotguns, no grenade launcher, no rocket launchers, thank the Lord. But... The big thing is the league play playlist in Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is in fact ranked. Thank God. Get all the sweaties out of Core Hardpoint, please. Get all the CDL skin sweaties out of Core Hardpoint. I just want to screw around and run around on the map with my friends. I don't want to sweat my ass off in every single game. Occasionally, getting the lean forward and getting a little bit of sweat That's fine. I like that. I play COD for the competitive nature of it. But I don't want to do that in every single game. I'm not a pro player. I watch pro players and hope I can get a little bit better by picking up a little bit of their game by watching them. Get all the freaking sweaties out of Core Hardpoint and get them in the League Play version. It'll make my life a whole lot easier. Watch, it's still it's still gonna suck because skill based matchmaking is still a thing. But in in league play, I get it. It is a ranked playlist. Maybe tune it down in core a little bit and let me have some fun. Like you have to have some element of skill based matchmaking. I get that because I should probably not be in a lobby with Scump or Priesta or Major Maniac or Dylan or Shawnee or or heck even even teams at the bottom of the list or Gunless, or Pristini, or Looney. Like, I should not end up in a lobby with the Seattle Surge. I certainly shouldn't end up in a lobby with Optic Chicago. I have That hasn't happened to me yet, but at the same time, I don't want to do well and then get put in the lobby with guys who think they're good enough to play in the CDL. Sometimes I've been matched up against guys who are that good, or at least feel like they're that good. And at that point, it's just, you, you got to tip the cap to them because they're just better than me. But my God, get all those guys out of Core Hardpoint, get them in the CDL playlist, please. Like, I'll probably jump in there on stream if I can, if I can convince the Ocean Squad to do it. I probably won't be able to because uh, they don't like the uh, certain members of the squad don't like the uh, gun and attachment restrictions. And I don't really like running shotgun secondaries either, but I'll make it work. Not running shotgun secondaries. I like my Hauer. I really like my Hauer in Zombies when it turns into the Orion. But uh Yeah, I'm I'm glad uh I'm glad a League Play playlist is coming, and hopefully it'll take a little bit of the sweat out of Core Hardpoint. It probably won't, but maybe. A guy can hope. But in other. <laughs> good call of duty news express is making a return and express was a freaking awesome map it's it's not raid it's not firing range but it's it's one of the better black ops maps i'm glad it's coming back and hey give me another good map in the rotation because i'm i hate armada strike now and Crossroads strike is very shoot housey where if you have a good game there if you have like a fun game on Crossroads Strike, it's one of the most fun maps in the game. If you have a bad game on Crossroads Strike, it is Checkmate tier. And yes, I will die on this Checkmate Hatred Hill. Checkmate is worse than Miami. Don't at me. Checkmate sucks. But hey, give me Express and for the love of God, give me Firing Range in Season 2. You already gave me Nuketown. You gave me Raid. and You're giving me Express. Give me firing range and jungle in season 2 please like like you can even you can move jungle to Nicaragua like put it in Nicaragua make it make it another uh CIA versus DGI map put it in Nicaragua and and say and call it jungle but make obviously it can't be in Vietnam but That didn't stop him from bringing Jungle back in Black Ops 2 when there was no... There was very little Vietnam component in that game, especially the multiplayer. Like, bring back Jungle. Reskin it if you have to, but bring back Jungle. And bring back Firing Range, for the love of God. And don't tell me, oh, Checkmate's the new Firing Range. No, Checkmate sucks! Firing Range is my favorite Call of Duty map of all time. Bring it back, Sledgehammer! Please! sledgehammer raven treyarch whoever's in charge of this bring back firing range for the love of god you're you're bringing back other good maps bring back firing range and bring back jungle but i'm excited to play express because i didn't play that much black ops 2 like at all and i played no black ops 3 so i'm i'm very okay with uh with that map coming back because i know it was a popular map I had just kind of dipped out of the Call of Duty franchise for a while. Like everything after Black Ops 2 until, I know, I dropped out at like the most popular game in the series. I dropped out of Black Ops 2, which is considered to be one of the best. And I came back for World War II, which is considered one of the worst. My cod decisions make sense. But hey, I got got to enjoy uh, MW 2019 and uh, Black Ops Cold War, so I'm good with that. But uh, yeah, Express is returning, and we get a brand new Zombies map. I haven't played it yet. I'm going. I haven't watched anyone play it yet. I am going to play it blind on stream. Uh, if you're listening to this the day it came out, today, probably all day. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna mix in some multiplayer too, because I can only take I can only take so much of Zombies, especially especially if I'm not playing well. But Probably going to do a pretty long uh, Friday stream to celebrate the both the return of Express and the addition of Firebase Z and the fact that they brought in Tombstone Soda, which is a uh, which if you have ever watched me play zombies is very necessary because I I love this. I, I love this so much. In Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, the perk turns the player into a shadow in the Dark Aether armed with their weapons when downed, allowing the player to revive themselves similar to the perk Who's Who. I never played the zombies that has Who's Who in it, so I don't know what that necessarily does. When upgraded to tier one, it allows the player to regen health while in shadow form. That's really cool. And at tier two, it increases the player's down duration to 60 seconds. this is the big one at tier three the perk allows the player to drop a tombstone stash upon death which allows the player to recover their weapons equipment and resources thank you we shouldn't have lost our equipment and resources from the beginning well maybe your equipment but resources why do we lose our resources that makes it so much harder after you die like if you're good at zombies and you make it to round 40 without dying you've got tier three armor you've got self-res you got a crap ton of salvage. You got a chopper gunner. And and then you die. And like you you burn through all that and you can't get to the table to go make more. And then you die. And you're sitting on about fifteen thousand green salvage and a thousand blue. And you lose it all. And when you come back, you have no armor. You have your guns back. You have the gun you started with back, which you may not have, but at least it'll be probably gold by that point. It'll at least come back gold or maybe purple. But it's not packed. You don't have whatever your secondary was. And most importantly, you don't have armor. Like I get going back and buying your perks. That's fine. You come back with more than enough money to do that. But... My last zombies run, I had a triple packed gold Orion and a triple packed gold Ray gun. That was my loadout. And obviously, I had tier three armor. When I died, if I had Tombstone Soda, I would have kept those guns and been able to come back and keep going. That is the best zombies run I've ever had. I made it to round 53. That is the best Zombies run I've ever had in any game. If I had Tombstone... I mean, we both died, so the the run ended anyway. But if I had Tombstone, I would have been able to fight to revive myself and maybe held out a little bit longer instead instead of John, the one guy who was duoing with me, having to run over and revive me and also dying. Like... I have enough for all Ethereum crystals. Save up. I am bomb rushing tier three tombstone soda. Like I'm in, like as soon as I'm done recording, I'm probably gonna go boot up the game and buy tier three tombstone so I don't forget. So I don't forget to do it at the beginning of the stream, and then I just have regular tier one tombstone, and I don't drop my stuff or I don't drop a uh, a weapon stash. But I'm I'm very excited for the new map. I'm very excited for a zombies map set in Vietnam. Like the aesthetics of it are going to be interesting to say the least. And uh, I think, uh, I think this is going to be fun and I might actually progress the freaking story this time, rather than just running around killing zombies and trying not to die. But uh, there's, there's one more little piece of call of duty news. And that is the, uh, the reveal of a bunch of new Cod League jerseys. And I'm glad. I'm glad this is a thing because the jerseys last year were boring. They were so boring. Seattle's new ones are awesome. Like Seattle's n- new ones are so good. It crashed the site. It's it's back up now. But uh, they're, yeah their prices are mostly reasonable. The 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 two jerseys, both home and away, are ninety Canadian for some reason. Uh, can I change this to American money, please? What is this in USD? Seventy-two. Okay, yes, yeah, seventy-two bucks American for a uh, a Seattle Surge jersey. Ninety-six dollars American for a Seattle Surge hoodie. I love that. Can you get custom names? doesn't look like you can get custom names but for 70 bucks that's fair for for uh, Toronto on the other hand let's go uh, let's go take a look at what uh, what they're doing. Shop Toronto Ultra wait it just says a Canadian Hang on let me let me change this US dollars okay. This makes more sense. It's still expensive, but Toronto's jerseys in US dollars are 80, which is still a lot especially for kind of an ugly jersey and not being able to get custom name options. It seems like it seems like Minnesota is the only one that's done that so far out of the uh, out of the jerseys that have been revealed. Let me check phase because I know they debuted theirs as well as Florida did too. Uh, on sale next week. Okay, so they don't have a link yet. They just they just showed what theirs looked like. Those are gonna come out next week. Okay, so that's that's a little bit more fair, but uh, still, eighty bucks for kind of an ugly jersey, a hundred bucks Canadian for where most of your fans are, like that's uh. That's, that's kind of an issue. I, I'm a little bit less angry with it now, since it's more comparable to the price of other jerseys, like player, uh, player name jerseys for the rocker or 94, which I think is totally fair. Cause one, the rockers jerseys are freaking awesome right now. Out of the ones that have been unveiled Seattle and Minnesota are far and away. My two favorite Florida's is good too. I like the teal. I like the, like the cracking design. But it's a little too much. I really like Seattle's. It's got the, it's got the skyline on the, uh, like, the print where that kind of boring camo used to be last year where you had, like, the diagonal camo and the logo next to it. I hated that design. I hated that design so much. And, like, the, like that Seattle blue. If, if you know traditional sports at all, you know exactly what color I'm talking about. That, like, Seattle blue and green color, it looks so good. With the skyline, I love it. Like I, I love the uh, the Seattle, the Seattle Surge designs. Like they are so good. I know, I know, L.A. Thieves and Optic Chicago are both gonna have really good ones, but right now, Seattle and uh, Seattle and El- and Minnesota take the win for me because the rune pattern is so good for Minnesota's jerseys. I I love that their logo is like front and center. It's big. And it looks more like a basketball jersey, which I which I really like. Like there, there's some variation. Like Gorillas looks like a soccer jersey, because it's the logo's small, and you got Los Angeles in big graffiti font across the chest. That looks really good. Faces are okay. But I'm I'm a big fan of Seattle's. And Surge fans straight up crashed the uh the website like it crashed the website it's back up now but the surge shop website was down (laughs) and it was down for a while so uh good on you Seattle fans I mean your team gave you an awesome design so uh I can't really blame you Your, your team gave you an absolutely awesome design to work with I wish they had custom names I'm hoping that becomes a thing later in the season where they're not doing pre-orders where it's like, yeah, I want I want a, a custom name on my jersey because I do. If I'm going to get one, I, I want my name on it. Cause And uh, with Rockers, I love it. You get a 20 character limit. For a guy with a long gamer tag, that's great. I love that. I, I have a very long gamer tag and uh, I, I'm glad Rocker is uh, accommodating that. Because Overwatch League jerseys did not. And the old Call of Duty League dir- jersey designs also did not accommodate my uh, very long gamer tag. But yeah, I, I think uh, now that I've seen the price in, in USD, I think I'm a little less angry about uh, Toronto Ultra's price. I think theirs are the worst I've seen so far. I don't know if I'd pay 80 bucks for theirs. I would definitely pay 95 for a rocker custom name Jersey though. Like a hundred percent. And I think it's 76 for one without a name. That's for as good as theirs looks. Count me in. Like I'm on board and their, their hoodies are only like 95. Like they did a, they by far did the best job with the pricing, but I'm that's, that's just one guy's opinion. I really don't like the Toronto Ultra design. I, I don't like it. I think uh, Rocker and Gorillas have the much better purple jerseys. Uh, Florida's are really good with the green. Seattle's are absolutely incredible. Like, I'm not even a Surge fan. I would probably get a Seattle Surge jersey just to wear it. Because it looks that good. Like, I would absolutely get a Seattle Surge jersey. They look so good. But that's what i got for this episode of the mashup hope you all enjoyed hope you all enjoy your weekend hope you all enjoy the super bowl the kickoff of the lcs or whatever it is you are going to watch this weekend if uh if you enjoy the show come hang out on twitch i'll leave a link in the show description as always same with my twitter and the discord server come follow me on twitter come join the discussion on discord i'd love to have you on both and on the twitch channel as well But uh, that's what I got. Talk to you guys on Tuesday. We'll wrap up the Super Bowl. See you then.